Welcome to Lombardi's Ball. The Green Bay Packers have won the Super Bowl. Does he have a vintage moment here? Four-man rush, gonna float it down the scene. Adams has it, and he's in. Touchdown, Packers. Second and six. Sedarius Smith. The beat goes on. Stand up and get crook. Packer fans, how the heck are you doing? Welcome into Lombardi's Bar. The Packers are 3-0 after beating the Saints on the road down in the Big Easy. I'm your bartender, Dan Kotnick. Thanks for joining us again today. We always appreciate it. I want to bring in our two guys that are always hanging around here at the bar that are equally as excited. I guess, uh, I mean, if uh, if they're the Ying Yang twins, I mean, what does that make me? Who's the who's the guy that hangs around with the Ying Yang twins? There's got to be somebody that you guys give me. E40 maybe? Jimmy, he's one of them. Jimmy Christensen. Jimmy, how you doing? I'm good, man. 3-0. That was the best win of the season so far, man. I'm pumped. Yeah, that's, that's for sure. Uh, and Todd. Todd Varney is here as well. Todd. Welcome into the show, buddy. Uh, I think Lil John did quite a bit of uh, yeah, that's what I was, yeah. collabing with with the Yang Yang twins. So I think that's where you stand. Because um, I mean, let, let's just let's let's get it going, man. Because I I was feeling it. I was feeling it after that game on Sunday night, man. Like okay, okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> like I mean, I, I was telling Todd this song slaps. I appreciate it. But, this is all the show is, by the way. Yeah, all we're doing. Just us watching Dan. All right, I think that's enough, right? That's enough. <laughs> but seriously, like that—that's the best I felt after a win, like in a while, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like just because of like just because of what it really what it represented. It, I literally when we that game I was so nervous for, but when Zadarius forced that fumble, first time this well by myself first time this season where I just stood up out of the couch, I yelled the profanity, and I grabbed a beer right away to celebrate. Like I was so like the whole game. Anytime anything would happen, my my every reaction I had was an overreaction. I was just very animated that game. It was such a good one. I I was definitely feeling it too, and then uh, woke up to the news that football is going to be canceled uh, thanks to Tennessee <laughs> Titans. It's over. No one likes it. It was a good run. We, you kicked, get, off, you we kicked off the show with the Yin Yang Twins, and then you're going to come out here and I'm just literally crap okay. on everything? Absolutely. <laughs> what I do. <laughs> what an ass. Well, uh, let's get to our drink special this week then, because it'll fit in perfectly with uh, with Todd and and crying and, and being sad about things. Today's drink special after the Packers beat the New Orleans Saints thirty seven to thirty. It's the Voodoo Boohoo is <laughs> is our is our drink this week. It's one part Goldschlager, two parts champagne, okay, and bitters, like literally. All the bitters because Saints fans are the most bitter, salty fans I've ever encountered. 
<laughs> what the heck, man? Like, I understand being like being upset by a, by a, a screwed over call that you had a couple of years ago. But we got over the fail Mary uh, fairly quickly, wouldn't you no, say? We did not. Our website. Oh, I, why, why did our, that happen? I yeah. didn't sign off on that. Game on literally put out a tweet that said, "Any mention of it, you're gonna get muted." <laughs> How are we? No one's over the fail Mary. I'm still not over. I'm not. I pissed but me we, off. But it didn't give us some kind of complex that the NFL is out to get us. Oh no, I have a complex when it comes to onside kicks, though, for sure. Well. Is PTSD. that is that a I complex have, or is it PTSD? Yeah, yeah it's true, PTSD. I, when they kicked that field goal and I was like, oh, no, it's, there's going to be an onside kick. Yeah. Yeah. No, because I'm optimistic, I had full faith in the team. And then, and then when that <laughs> – when it – when it didn't do like the normal onside kick thing, you know, where like it bounces up in the air, you know, oh, and yeah. you can kind of see it coming. When it just sat there and spun and spun and spun around, I'm like, holy crap, it's going to be the Atlanta Falcons Cowboys game like, all over again. And it's going to be us this time. I was well, so worried. Just to shamelessly plug the Jamal show, he was, he was talking about that too, how he hates that now that one team did that successfully, like everyone's going to be doing that little weird spin. And even he's like he said he liked to go and hit the other people, but now he had to like wait and then hop out of the way in the last second, watch it go out of bounds. I was like, he does not like it. He wants the old rules back. Yeah, that's that's a good point because Jamal, we you could see Jamal kind of like try to like hop out of the way of that ball as it was coming toward him to the sideline there. Well, yeah. I mean, it's that close to the sidelines. I mean, it's just dive at it and knock it out. You know, the penalty you get the ball there anyway. So even if you knock it out, that's that's where you get the ball. Like. When it was just spinning on the end, because we've seen footballs take so many weird spins and bounces, that yeah. when it was sitting there spinning up on its point, I was like, "No, that's it's too close to ten yards. Don't do this. Somebody just kick it out." So, There's a hundred percent chance I was going to wake up my daughter with just screams of terror if they would recover that onside. Like she would have been woken up by loud noises because you just you know that. If they get that onside kick, they're scoring a touchdown. Oh yeah, a touchdown's coming. It's just it's how it happens. I feel against like if Artie, really? You're against right. Against the Mike Petton prevent defense? No way. Yeah. <laughs> There's that optimism from Todd again. You're right, Todd. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I mean, let's. Honestly, I appreciate that. Also, you guys are supposed to be showering me with co- with compliments, and I haven't heard one yet. So I just I just complimented your optimism. Yeah. I mean, we. It doesn't got, make you want to shoot myself at all. We've got Alex. <laughs> You know, two two compliments from Alex. On different in the chat. sites too. One on Facebook and one on. Oh yeah, he's doubling it up. Also the goat. Good for you, Todd. Look at that. He's yeah. trying to Moving make us look like we have more viewers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks everybody. Thank Open five screens incognito. Yeah. Right. Let's yep. do this. Hit refresh a few times. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of speaking of the defense, guys, the pay the tabs from last week. Pretty much all centered around the defense. And yeah. did anybody pay the tab on defense? Really? Todd, you were looking at the safeties, and Jimmy, you wanted to look at the first quarter defense. I guess the first quarter defense maybe a, a like a little bit. The first drive defense was like we forced a yeah. three and out, and that was great. And then yeah. it kind of seemed like from there it was just like force fumble flattens out, and then so. I don't know. Yeah, it was not uh, it was not the best defense, but at least we got three and out there on that first drive. So we're we're inching forward to to making progress. 
Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about uh, let's talk about this week then. Why don't we? Uh, for this week's buy around, pay the tab. We'll start with buy around. Let's look at some positives from this past week because there sure were a heck of them. Uh, and the the first one is that the Packers are three and zero, right? That's that's the best one. Yeah. Yeah. But if we're oh, yeah. but if uh, but if we're looking at something more specific, who are you guys uh, buying around for after that uh, week three win over the Saints, Todd? Uh, everybody's favorite ex-Packer, Taysom Hill. I'm going to buy him around. Thank you. Dan, I said on the round table, I'm done with this guy. We don't have to hear about him anymore. He picked a great game to do less than nothing. He was a, had a negative impact on the game for the saints. It's over. It's done. Put his name in a casket, bury it in the backyard. We don't have to talk about Taysom Hill anymore. And for that, I'm going to buy him around. (laughs) Let's let's talk. Let's take a second to talk about Taysom Hill. Like Todd, like you said, Todd, you and I talked about this on the roundtable after the after the game. But like, this has to be the end of the Taysom Hill and like Lynn Sanity experience, right? He's got, or are we just are we just too close to it? He's got three touchdowns in his career. There, he's got an interception and two fumbles. I I don't understand because and and I tweeted it out last week is that. We had been lulled to sleep by this the boring monotony of the Mike McCarthy offense that we see one shiny thing, one exciting play, something a little bit different, and we go, that's my favorite thing ever. We had that. Why didn't we do that? And, like, there was a lot of people that were saying last week, like, okay, if we would have kept Taysom Hill, we don't have a backup quarterback because he's not a backup quarterback. He's a fun gadget player. But if you're relying on him to do anything, if you're taking a Hall of Fame quarterback out of the game in crunch time so he can take a snap, you deserve to have a fumble recovered by the defense. Like that's that it was beautiful. It was perfect. And to jump in, you know what, Jimmy, since I, I'm gonna go off for a second, following on what Jacob was was saying on Sunday, is that we've been so infatuated with who we don't have who's not on our team, who we didn't draft. We've got a great team. I mean, it's not, we're not a bears three and oh, which I think that now with Foles, I mean, they might actually be a competent team there now. Um, but I'd like to think that. Um, optimism. Yeah. I'm always the optimist. Uh, but we're, a, we're a really good three and O team. We've got a high scoring offense. A lot of our points in the first couple of weeks were garbage time. Didn't really mean much. Well, I guess, 14 against the the Lions were early. We're the, we're the highest scoring offense, if I'm not mistaken. I think yeah. we're the highest scoring. Yeah, yep. and so it's you know it's one of those things like we don't we don't need anything else. I mean, maybe a couple of guys on defense, but again, who are we going to bring in that's ready to go? That you know what what veteran sitting out there that's game ready can jump into week four and go for it? You know, just are they going to make an impact right now? Probably not. So I I think it's it's time. Me, the optimist, it's time to enjoy this team for for who they are and and what we have on it. Stop worrying about what we don't have. Yeah, no, I'm 100% with you. I don't – see, I don't dislike Taysom Hill as much as you do. I think – I like – I'm glad he's not on the Packers. Let me say that before you think I'm an idiot, Todd, more so than you already do. But I do think he's a talented player in, like, the perfect system. So, like, it's – if he was on any other team, he would he would have been released a long time ago. But he's on an offense where 
They have Sean Payton, who I honestly just think gets bored with Drew Brees throwing for 4.3 yards. <laughs> and it's like, you know what? Let's do something a little bit different rather than just check down to Kamara and have him break 18 tackles for a touchdown. So I think he's just in a perfect system to make splash plays. But overall, like, there's a reason they signed Janus Winston. Like, no matter how much they say, like, oh, he's going to be the quarterback later on, everyone knows damn well he's not going to be. Like, he's not a court. Like, he's a football player. He can do a lot of different things. But he's a he's a, a gadget. He's not going to be, like, a key to the machine. Jimmy, who are you uh, buying around for today? Uh, I, I'm buying around for Matt LaFleur. Uh, I actually also owe him an apology. I'm pretty sure I've said this on here before. I was not happy when we when we signed him as or as the head coach. I, I was like, come on, man. He's never been a head coach before. He's only been an offensive coordinator for two years at two different teams. I was not happy. And I look, thankfully, look like a big, dumb, dumb idiot. So uh, Matt LaFleur, I'll buy you Grey Goose. I'll buy you Fireball. I'll let you take a body shot off me. Whatever you want to do, Matt LaFleur, I got you. I'll buy you a few rounds, man. I'm glad you're our coach. You're an amazing coach, and you're a handsome, handsome devil. That's Real undisputed, quick. yeah. Real quick, speaking of body shots, mm-hmm. can, we, can we talk about the headshots Jimmy was throwing on yeah, Saturday night? We sh- yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I did not. Fun. I did. I did not hold up my end of the bargain. I wanted to get a clip of that of of Jimmy coming into the ring or Jimmy. I mean, Jimmy. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't know, guys, Jimmy had his uh, MMA debut because yeah. we can't. It's not UFC, right? Because I no, get no, that no, no. it's not because UFC is the league. Yeah, that's the, like the yeah, that's like the top organization. Yeah, so you had your MMA debut, yeah. and wh- what was the time? Like a minute, minute twenty or something like that. A minute, yeah, it was a minute. I, yeah, right over a minute in the first round. Yeah. Just complete domination. Dude. And what's yeah, your nickname, I, Jimmy? What's your what's uh, your <laughs> the ja- that, so they always go around they call me Jimmy the Jackal because since like before I before my Des and I had Hadley our daughter like I'd go to like two or three classes a day, but now that I have like I have a kid like I can only make I appreciate that I'm <laughs> I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> now that I have a kid, I can only make like one class just because I obviously like she's the most important thing. So they always give me a hard time saying I'm a jimmy the jackal coming in late and just picking off the tired people but so yeah it was just a dumb little nickname they give me i like it though it fits or or they call me fat jimmy because i used to be like 80 pounds heavier so they anytime i eat like an oreo yesterday i was eating oreos after we worked out and then so they always either either the jackal or fat jimmy is what i get (laughs) (laughs) no that was good congratulations jimmy yeah no thank you my next one's gonna be uh we're hoping for december down in florida Cause uh Ooh. my te- yeah my teammate is like he's a three and zero pro, uh so they're trying to get him in Florida and then they we're trying to finagle it to where if he signs it then like uh, a few of our amateurs so like me and a couple other guys can go down and fight on the same card so we'll see get a free trip to not a free but we get a trip down to uh Orlando in December is so that, I'm not complaining is that hey, like in the bubble if you need a corner guy I got you just yell yeah. random things I wish a, we have a bubble I get like I'm three weeks down there. Yeah, pretty soon. Like once once this once we can actually be together and we can and do things like like Todd and I need to be the guys that like walk out with Jimmy behind him, like in the fight, like holding up the belts, you know, <laughs> have like the the towel over, just like look like you know, just real menacing at everybody. <laughs> I need to. I want. I want to be that. So I'm bad. gonna make my own belt. I'll probably never win one, so I'm just gonna go with like a paper mache and just like hold it up. Yeah, <laughs> well, I won't look dumb at all. 
Is KB Toys still a thing? Just, oh, screw it. Just go on Amazon and get like the old like right. WWE fake. So ones. what about the what Jimmy? This question you fighting the Madtown Throwdown? Is that like a? I don't know. I've had yeah, a couple I of my it was something I yeah. didn't know. No, I had a couple of my teammates fight in Madison, but uh, for some of their MMA bouts. But uh, for me, I've only fought in Iowa, and then I had a couple fights lined up. I had one for like March we were looking at, and then COVID hit. And then we were hoping once it died down, but I'm hoping to have a couple more before uh, before we have another kid and stuff. Because I feel like once I have two kids, then I should probably, you know, help my wife out. out. <laughs> <laughs> the gloves the yeah, I want to remember <laughs> my kid's name. So, <laughs> But, uh, you know, just kind of going off what you were saying, Jimmy. Yeah, big props to Matt LaFleur. And, uh, you know, we were saying this a lot in some of the post-game stuff is, like, this is exactly what the Matt LaFleur offense looks like when it's working at full at full power yeah it doesn't matter it doesn't matter about what the talent is necessarily it's about putting the guys in the right scheme and getting guys to commit to running the scheme and that if you get everyone to do that this is exactly what you want and it's this is this is uh this is it this is what you want this is the best like play actions work too like even it was in the goal line when uh they gave jamal the ball uh, I think it was right before Tanyan scored and I got super pumped. Cause like, Oh, Jamal's touchdown. And then he got stopped. And then they did that play action to Tanya. And like, this is the best plays action play actions ever worked for Rogers. I think like, it's just, everything's firing on all cylinders. And I, Matt LaFleur is like a little baby genius, man. Like <laughs> God bless his soul. <clears throat> well, speaking of pay the, or uh, buy around, I'm definitely buying around for big Bob, big Bob Tanya gets around for me, for me today because just cemented himself. I mean, he's the number one tight end out of this whole, this whole group. Yeah. Right. I, uh, I think there was an article I saw earlier today that he, yeah, literally leading like the pack of this random, a group of, of tight ends, like this dirty dozen tight end group. And, uh, and he's taken over as the number one guy, the number one target over a guy like Mercedes Lewis. Like that, that's huge. And in the game that he had this week, that that cemented himself as uh, as somebody that that uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to look for uh, for sure. Um, oh yeah, before we move on, real quick, happy birthday to to yeah. Big Bakhtiari. We'll get to our our buy round for him. Yeah, buy round for him. That's for sure. Do you think? Uh, uh, I was trying to think like for the tight for the Raiders and the Packers, like and even the Buccaneers had some success. I know OJ Howard scored a touchdown too, but it's kind of the blueprint to beat the Saints, huh? Just tight ends, yeah. Waller was insane. Our three tight ends combined for two touchdowns over hundred yards. Like that kind of seems like the blueprint. They're a talented team, but they're, they're weak in that area. It was nice yeah. to see Sternberger make a couple of catches. And, yeah. and, you know, we talked about that last week, just start getting some of that confidence built up. You know I mean? You go back to the, the lions game with MVS and like that big catch that he had when he was out of bounds, but he got hit and held onto it after he had that scary collision. Like, Jason out there getting a couple of catches, like build that confidence up for him. You know, I think I, I haven't given up on him. So I, uh, I think that's still a weapon that we're, we're waiting on too. Yeah. Let's flip over to the negative guys. There was some negative. Well, there was, there was plenty negative uh, this past week, but pay the tab. Who needs to pay the tab this week? I have a feeling that we're all going to kind of go the same, <laughs> same way with this, but Jimmy, why don't you start us off? I'm stealing Todd's from last week. It's the safeties, man. Like, what is going on? So many missed tackles. Like, Amos came in on that, uh, I think it was that big play from Kamara, one of the 80 million mm-hmm. checkdowns. Just, he had a horrible angle. 
And then when he tried to fix it, he slipped and then Kamara got out. Like our safeties are just not, they're one of our strong point last year to Amos a super solid veteran back there. Um, Savage was like an up and comer first round pick. Everyone's super pumped about, and I'm not writing him off by any means at all. Like it's a second year. He's healthy. It's the third. He's played three games. He'll be fine, but it's just, it has to step up. Raven Green, I know he's been injured in training camp too, but he's weirdly splitting a little bit more with uh, Will Redmond than a lot of people thought. But uh, real, Will Redmond was also a third round pick at one point, so that might not be the worst thing. It's just, it's just interesting. It just our safeties aren't really uh, playing as a lot of people thought they would. So they they definitely need to pay the tab. Yeah, and I think it might be kind of a, a snap count issue with Green as well. You know, without having a preseason, he was hurt. Mm-hmm kind of slowly work him back in rather than, you know, really just, just dump him in there. But, you know, like you said last year, our safeties were our strong point or or one of them. Um, And, you know, this defense does it. It's got a lot of playmakers that have been pretty quiet. You know, Preston hasn't done much. Our safeties haven't done much. Um, It's, it's going to be interesting if, if, and when they start contributing, that's going to make a huge change on this, this defense, which, you know, needs, needs more contribution from, from somebody. So it'd be great if they start, you know, pulling their weight. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And uh, I wouldn't have said it as this as eloquently, but, uh, but uncle Bob kind of summed it up perfectly. Will, Red, Will, Will Redman was, was not good. He was, he was a downright liability this past week. I mean, how I, I remember what uh, I'm trying to remember the exact play. It might have. Oh, it was. I was it that it was that the, it was the, the long, touchdown. It was a long, the, the super touchdown. long one. I, I saw him. him in the I saw him fly in there. Had him in the backfield. And at first, I read the number wrong. I thought it was Jair because that's the type of play that Jair usually makes. And I was like, Wow, Jair missed that kind of tackle. And they replayed it. And I was like, Oh. And then you saw Jair there. miss the tackle later on. And yeah, and then you saw Jair <laughs> miss the tackle later on down the line. Yeah. Um, Wrap up. I've I've yeah, turned oh, into that old just, guy. That just screams wrap up at my TV like 50 <laughs> times a game. Jair's tackle, though, was worse to me than Will Redmond. Like, Will Redmond tried. It's a, even though he's playing safety right now, like, he was drafted as a corner going against one of the best running backs. Sometimes those missed tackles are going to happen. But then you have a guy coming and literally just throwing his shoulder and not even trying to wrap up. I'm like, what the hell was that going to do, man? Mm-hmm. Like, Jair, you're way too talented for that crap. Yeah. But, All right. Let, let's get, let's get that out of here. Let's, Forget this. Let's forget this. Yeah, great um, win, Packer. Great win. I'm sorry. Great right. Win. Yeah. Uh, Todd, who do you have paying the tab this week? Let's let's instead of focusing uh, one spot on the defense, I'm just going to go with Mike Patton. <laughs> the him and the entire defense. It's. I mean, we're, we can't really beat this anymore. The defense they they haven't looked good. It's still the same old Ben, but don't break. And you know. It, it is what it is. And let's not forget. I mean, this is a really talented Saints offense. Granted, they didn't have Michael Thomas, you know, one of their, their big threats there, but it's still a talented offense. And and you can't yeah. take anything against or away from, from Drew Brees. I mean, he's he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, so points are going to happen against them. Guess what? Points are going to happen against Atlanta. You know, that's just what it is. But there's just the the fundamental things that aren't there, the, the tackling, uh, miscommunications. You know, every once in a while you see a guy just get wide open and, and it just doesn't make any sense how he's there. Uh, Mike Pettin, they've they've invested a lot 
into this defense financially uh, with the free agents they brought in, with the draft capital, how many first round picks are on that defense? Um, so there's, you know, there's a lot to work with and, and Penton really start, needs to start doing something. And I, I think he's on the hot seat, to be honest. Yeah, I'm with you. And can we, for that uh, comment Jason just put down there? Yeah. He is right, 100%. Kiki had a monster game. Um, I I don't, like I said, and I tweeted this out, I don't want to take credit or we don't want to take credit for him no, having do. a great game, but it was yeah. at least 92% because of us. Or if you no. want to be clever, 96% because of us, because that's his number. <laughs> but uh, see what I, I did? did yeah. yeah. And also we're not buying a round for him because he walked out on his tab last week. So we just called that good. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, crap. He, yeah. he snuck out of here before. He's like, oh, no, I just got to run to the bathroom. And then <laughs> Yeah. We just but seen no, him drive and, the wife us off. Sorry. I mean, in all, in all seriousness, Kingsley Kiki was and, – and this kind of uh, goes into my pay the tab as the pass rush uh, – has been almost non-existent yeah. for you know, most of these two games, save for the fact of Kingsley Kiki. Kingsley Kiki came and he balled out on the road. And, and you know, we, we talked with him about it a little bit. Coming off of that week two game where that was the first time that he saw a majority of snaps and how does he, you know, how does he kind of fit into that role? How does he step up and, and be the guy to take over for, for Kenny Clark? He's a different type of player than Kenny Clark, but he brought something to that team that they desperately needed. And he was really the only one that got like uh, that really got any major pressure. I feel like. Yeah. And the thing is, like, and I don't want to harp on this guy too much because I still think he's he's valuable to the defense. He's and we've said this last week too. Like, he's not playing bad. He's just not playing to the level that we think like he, we're used to from last season. But Preston Smith is like Kingsley Kiki has more sacks than him just from last week. Like Preston only has a half a sack. Um, Tyler Lancaster has more tackle for losses than him. Like, it's just you expect more out of Preston Smith and. Week one, he didn't have a single pressure, like he didn't have a sack, tackle, anything. It's just um, for a leader on that defense, you just would hope for a little bit more, but it also is only week three. They don't have the crowds yet. And that I, I think it's a league wide thing that like defenses feed off the crowd. You like they get hyped by that crowd. Like when you get a sack and everyone's going nuts, like you just want to march on limp someone, run through their face. And um, I don't know. I just, yeah. It, it, it upsets me. Preston, you're my man. You're still my man, but need a little more juice out of you. Yeah. Yep. Well, let's uh, let's transition to this week then, guys. It's week four. Packers are back at home. Monday Night Football against the Falcons. What matchup are we most looking forward to? And we all can't say the wide receivers against the secondary. We all can't pick that. <laughs> Even though that is a tasty matchup. Tasty. Well, Damn, I gotta change mine quick. Go to top first. <laughs> what just well, happened? Everything just blacked out. <laughs> well, no, Jimmy, why don't you take take us there? Because I, I I honestly didn't mean to even really do that. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, because that was the one I wanted to pick. I know, I know. Talk talk to us about it. They have the worst defense, and their best secondary, who's not, or their best corner, who's not that good, is going to be out this game. Their pass rush is non-existent. Like, if Aaron wants to, he can pick apart this defense. But the thing – so I'm really excited to see what our wide receivers can do. Obviously, I want Devontae Adams back. Like, I'd be the biggest idiot in the world if I didn't. But if he's not back, I'd just be interested to see who steps up this week. Last week, it was Lazard. He 
killed it for us. Uh, so if Devontae's out, it'll be interested, interesting to see if MVS is the one that steps up or maybe like Tyler Irving does something cool or even uh, I know Darius Shepard got brought up, Malik Taylor. I know there's two Maliks. Taylor's mm-hmm. the one that's – yeah. Malik yeah. Taylor, yeah. So I really want to see who steps up, but hopefully we have Devontae back and his comeback game is like 180 yards and two touchdowns and helps my fantasy team win. Uh, but one thing I like about the Packers right now is – each week we've won has been like different. Week one was Devonte Adams went off. Week two, Aaron Jones went off. Week three, tight ends and Alan Lazard. So it's like each time you're trying to shut one person down, it's like, all right, nice try, but this guy's going to go off now. Which is Which weird is, we don't have any weapons. Yeah, we don't have weapons. We don't <laughs> have like first round picks, wide receivers or running backs or anything. So like we should suck, but it's a weird thing called talent in later rounds and a beautiful, beautiful man as a head coach. Let me, let me ask you this, Jimmy, since you're talking about the wide receivers, everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and oh, look at this, Jason, right on cue with exactly it. the point yeah. I wanted to I wanted to bring in. Yep. Rest Devonte one more week. I I would not be upset with resting uh, Devonte Adams and, and Kenny, Kenny Clark, Clark. Yeah. one more week. When when I saw that they were both inactive for Sunday night, I instantly was like set them for monday there's no there's no reason to bring them back for this game which you should eat if this crew the way that you have it set up right now um was able to do what they did to the saints on the road you should have no issues with handling the falcons in your own backyard no i 100 agree like if we can rest clark and Devontae, like let them get healthy let them come back like we'll need them for the stretch of the season. We have a bye week that gives them two more weeks to heal up. Like I'm hundred percent with you, uh, Jason. Can you bring up big B's last comment too? Uh, our, our Jamal Williams truther over here, the last one he put, I really do think, and I thought this last week and with Devonte out, Jamal talked in the Jamal Williams show about how the defenses are like with Devonte out they're They're focusing on the run. Like they need, obviously like that's going to be a bigger focus when your top receivers out. But I really do think that this is going to be a big week for for him and Aaron Jones. Uh, last year when Devontae was out, uh, Rodgers mentioned he had about four games in a row with the touchdown. Uh, he had that game against the Chargers. That might have been the first one Devontae was back. I could be wrong. But he had two touchdown catches there. Like, There's going to be a time where he, he takes off. And with Devontae out, I think that's going to be a really big one. Also, shout out to my wife because she just brought me a beer up here. So thanks, Des. Look at that. Yeah, I know. Sweetheart. <laughs> That's marriage, guys. That's marriage. <laughs> I didn't know we could have people working behind the scenes. What the hell is this? I know. She was walking stiff like a robot, too. I was like, <laughs> <"You're> good. <laughs> uh, Jimmy, before we move on, since you're talking about Jamal Williams, you want to talk about uh, some of the some of the stuff that uh, you're doing with the Jamal Williams show recently, yeah. some of the, like, the swag bag stuff and, and everything else? Yeah, absolutely. So um, every Tuesday, six o'clock, we do the Jamal Williams show. Uh, unfortunately, it's Jacob Wessendorf and myself and the the beautiful man, Jamal Williams, who you can tell has become more, um, more comfortable with Jacob and I because he told me I suck. He uh, called Jacob and me a weenie a couple times. So it's, it's, it's a great <laughs> show. Everything we're, we're trying to raise money for his swag bag giveaway he does every year. Um, around Christmas in Green Bay, and he wants to do them back in California, his home state, uh, to just give toys to kids who um, who need them, right? So for Christmas, everyone should should be getting presents and showing some love. So Jamal's taking uh, 
taking ownership of that and setting up these funds. And we got uh, Lakefront Brewery. Shout out to them. They, they're donating a case of beer every week for us to donate, uh, to raffle off. So anyone that donates $10 or more and is 21 years or older will get uh, a case of beer sent out if they're picked. Uh, we have a signed Jamal Williams jersey, signed picture, hat, everything. And uh, Aaron, our social media person, has been working super hard behind the scenes and has a lot of really cool other sponsorships that are going to be coming out shortly. And it, we're, our, our big goal is $5,000 to, to raise for these kids. And we definitely can do it. Um, if we think about it too, like everyone has, I shouldn't say everyone, a lot of people kind of live outside their means and just kind of giving a little bit just to, to help kids out. Right. Cause they don't really, uh, they don't have a say in what goes on in their lives too much. So helping them out, bringing them a smile and letting swag dad, uh, bring them some swag. Very cool. It's awesome. Uh, Jimmy, he was, or Jimmy, he was so close to having a, a home run play the other night too. He, Oh yeah. When, I don't know if you guys are familiar with who coach Kent Murphy is, but he's a YouTube persona that stresses never bunting and hitting dingers. Oh yeah. <laughs> and there was an audible call. Jamal was lined up in the slot on a linebacker and Aaron started calling for Kent Murphy. And I was like, All right. here it comes. Here, and it was, the, <laughs> it was the play that they sent more rushers and we had blockers and, and the one sack of the game, they got to Aaron right away. But it looked like Jamal was running something deep. And he had, he had, I assume if you're calling something Ken Murphy, it's a home run. So oh, yeah. that, that had to be what that call was. I, as soon as I heard, I was like, here it goes. Here it is. And then a sack. <laughs> but uh, that was kind of a bummer. But other than that, I, I, I think Jamal be ready to go. I mean, they keep talking about, I mean, Aaron, Matt, everybody keeps talking about how important Jamal is to this offense and how mm -hmm. crucial he is to its success. And like at, at some point, you know, he's not filling up the stat sheet. He's getting, you know, when he's, when he's touching the ball, he's making an impact. Usually uh, it's just a matter of time before he has that game that pops and, and it's going to be fun. Uh, Big B will probably have a heart attack at, you know, the age of 18 or 19, whatever he is, poor guy. Um, <laughs> but uh, well, Todd, Todd, what? Why don't you talk talk to us about what you're excited for? Give us your matchup, why don't you? Since you're on this little uh, train of thought here. Oh, it was a train of thought. Shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I'm excited to see our corners go against Matty Ice. I Matt Ryan has been a drug for me for many years. That I swear I'm going to quit. He's not going to be good. And then fantasy drafts come around i start looking i'm like man he's got good receivers they've got run game he's he's gonna throw the ball all over the place and, and then i end up getting my heart broke by matty ice so i need our cornerbacks to just go in there pick him off like three or four times i'm gonna put him in the same casket as Taysom hill and just never have to talk about him again <laughs> um just i i can't I, I need to see them go off against against matty ice and the other reason i need to see them do that is because Dan Quinn, speaking of dead bodies, yeah. his, his career has been on life support more times than I can think of for anybody. And yet the team somehow every week, every single time, every, like the last four seasons, you've went, he's going to get fired. Dan Quinn doesn't have a job tomorrow. And then he still has a job. And that team rallies around and they go on a streak and win a bunch of games. And they're like, oh, okay, never mind. I guess Dan Quinn's a good coach. I'm, I was surprised waking up on Monday that Dan Quinn had a job. Uh, it still blows my mind that he's employed down there. 
this yeah. team, they're they're gonna come ready to play. I mean, it's they're they're the Falcons. This is what they do. You know, they they play dead, and then Dan Quinn almost loses his job, and then they get hot. So it it's gonna be. I I want to see Devontae and Kenny rest, especially with the bye week next week. Um, you know, get them maximum rest to to gear up for the rest of the season. Having an early bye, I I don't like that, but it's coming at a time. Let's use that to our advantage here. Um, but yeah, I just, that, that Atlanta team, they're going to come to town ready to play. Let, let me ask you guys this question, hypothetical question. And I don't mean I'm going to knock on wood here a little bit. Cause I hate to put this out in the universe, oh, God. but what? let's say the Packers go out here and they drop a 50 burger on the Falcons. Do the Falcons leave Dan Quinn in green Bay? Like, is this the like body bag game. game? Is this the body bag game for Dan Quinn if they come out and get absolutely shellacked on Monday Night Football? When is when is the? I don't know why you'd know this, but when is the Falcons' uh, bye week? That's that's a great question. I uh, think if they, I think a bye <laughs> week is a good time to fire a coach, like because then you get an extra week, week to work with a new guy. And I think if they. Ah, but also, it's at this point, like if his ass hasn't got fired yet, like, I mean, that's a quarter. It's a quarter of the way into the season. You've got two embarrassing blown leads yeah. on on national. I mean, those were both primetime games. I think if I'm remembering week right, 10. the last week ten. Week 10? Oh He's yeah, not no, they're not going to get easy long, no. making it to week ten. There's no way. <laughs> you might as well. We drop fifty. You might as well fire his ass and then just see like. <laughs> What happens no, from and, that point? And it wasn't a it, it wasn't a prime time game um last week against Dallas. It was the, the game of the week. Um mm. but yeah, I don't I don't like it. I don't yeah. like Dan. I don't let's well, I, well I mean I, speaking I thought, of it, like Joey the Jaguars, if we could be our new defensive coordinator or he could at least be the janitor. I'm sure they're probably looking for part time help around the Lambo around Lambeau Field right now, right? Well, we know he can pass a COVID test, so he's – I mean, that helps. He can start right away. All right, guys. He was a good de- – he was a good defensive coordinator. Wasn't he first Seattle for a little bit when they were uh, the Legion of Boom or whatever? Was he there? I don't there? know. I don't think so. Joe the Jaguar, help me out. Also, yeah. Big B, I saw you corrected me. Jamal did not score two touchdowns against the Chargers. It was against the Chiefs. So, thanks, Big B, for correcting me. If anyone uh, knew. I'm not upset about it at all, Big B. <laughs> Just kidding. Love you. <laughs> well, um, and I, thought, I thought with a Monday night game, like that gives them an extra day. That's a good time to fire a coach. You've got a Sunday game. Well, actually, it, it gives them it gives them less of a gives them one less day for a Monday. Go, they play next Monday. That's rather than Sunday. That'd be an extra day of. No, no. Todd. No, Todd. What I'm saying is they're they're playing this coming Monday. And I'm if still they fire him from last week. If they if they fire him, if they fire him I'm after this still Monday, shocked that he has a job now. I'm talking they would have <laughs> fired him last week. Oh, it's a great recover, Todd. Okay, Todd, okay. it's an A plus yeah. recover. Yeah. Look at this. Uh, Joe no, Jaguar just needs to get put on the payroll here, helping us out there. And PJ yeah. Hunter got him before it though. Sorry, Joey. I just I had to be on. We have a payroll. PJ got him. Oh, that's right. PJ was up here. Yes, saying that he was, but but Joey came in here with the, the bona fides. He came, yeah, he came out yeah. with the receipts. Also, Big B, don't be mad. I do love you. I was just I flipped <laughs> I flipped everyone off. 
That's how he that's that is that's Jimmy's love language. Yeah, I did flip Dan and uh Todd off right before the show, actually, too. So yeah, part of the team. Always does. Uh the matchup I'm looking most forward to, I guess fittingly enough, since we're talking about defensive coordinators is Mike Patton versus adjustments because he's really had a lot of trouble with that. I feel like granted he did it has to be said he did do at least something there in the third quarter. I felt like the third quarter, a little bit of the first part of the fourth quarter where the the running game didn't go as easy. Then that has to be said something that that has to be said for Petten and his adjustments. But like also just what the hell are you doing on that last drive where they get the field goal? Yeah, like that. That can't like you have to make the adjustment. I I don't understand that that sort of defense. Like, if they've got a minute left and no timeouts left, letting them get fifteen yards every ten seconds isn't that great of a of a yeah. game plan. And and just it, it seems like it takes too long to make the adjustment. And I don't know if that's me not quite understanding fully how complicated it is to do defensive adjustments, but. Jeez, it sure as heck seems like a lot of other defensive coordinators are able to do that easier than what Mike Pettin is. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I don't know. Every time someone caught the ball, like even close to the yard's line of scrimmage, because that's where Drew Brees throws it, every time I was like, they're going to break at least three tackles. It's going to be a big game. Like it's not even that – even when they do Pettin defense, it's like I'm still nervous there's going to be broken tackles. There's going to be a big play anyways. Like it's so – and that being said, like I, I, I know some people were giving Ty Summers a hard time, but I was really proud of Ty Summers and Chris Barnes, like what they were able to do against a Hall of Fame quarterback. To like Chris Barnes is a rookie. This is these are the first defensive snaps Ty Summers got. So like I give them a little bit of a pass, but I don't know. This, yeah, Mike Pettin in this defense just I'm I'm excited to see what they do against the Falcons, but at the same time, I get nervous every week. Yeah, and uh, speaking of linebackers, now that it's past week three, Kamal Martin has a chance to he, – he's eligible to come back off of the IR now um, at some point. So I guess it'll just kind of be interesting to see how he progresses through his uh, his injury rehab, but to get him back out there would be uh, a breath of fresh air. And hopefully Christian Kirksey not out too long either since we're talking about linebackers. That would be uh, yeah. helpful as well. So that's uh, the worst injury. Yeah, he really does, and it just feeds right into the whole the narrative about him, and I, uh, that sucks for him, you know, because there's really not much you can – you can't really do much of anything as a player to, yeah. to beat that other than not be out there for that play that you got hurt, which, yeah. like, there, there's nothing you can do, you know? Yeah, and that's the thing, too. It's like people use that as a knock, like, oh, they're injury prone. Like, what what are they supposed to do, man? They're, they're trying. They can't control. Right. They're still – yoked as can be like they're working out it just some people are unlucky it shit happens yeah also jason i agree with you when clark comes back i think the defense is going to make a big a big jump that pressure in the middle is also going to open up uh zadarius preston and also mm-hmm. uh gary on the outside we'll get preston out of the middle um i'm with you clark coming back is going to be huge for us well and i i think clark being out right now too we're we're getting a chance to kind of get Kingsley in there and, and see what he can do and get him used to seeing more reps. Um, same thing with, with Summers, you know, seeing more time, him and Barnes. Barnes isn't just a rookie. He's the highest rated rookie linebacker in the league right now. Uh, 
I'm drafting played like a minimum of 20% of the defensive snaps or something like that. So that's crazy that, that he's just jumped out on drafted and, and has been able to do what he's done on, on his snap count. Um, you know, Ty said it, he was hard on himself. He, he made some mistakes this weekend, but it, I, I didn't think he was terrible. You know, I, yeah. he's got some things to improve on obviously, but seeing his first real playing time, I mean, that's, that's definitely a, a good starting point for him. So, you know, Kirksey being out, it, it's going to give those two a chance to, to play a little bit more. And it, you know, when you're operating on that next man up mentality, when those starters come back, you know, I mean, just like MVS this weekend, he, he had a chance to go against Lattimore. MVS yeah. isn't, isn't a number one, you know, yeah. he's going to get shut down by teams, top cornerbacks that will happen. But if you can, you know, scheme him open and, and you can get him matched up on a nickel, that's, he's going to win that battle every time. And so I think giving these guys a chance, you know, a good measuring stick for MVS to go, okay, I'm not there yet. Bring it down after a couple of good weeks. And, and Lazard was able to capitalize on it. You know, there's, yeah. there's lots there. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. with you. One thing, so I don't want to harp too much on the, the linebackers, but it was also really impressive too. Like Barnes, I think it was Barnes and Summers both finished with like a team high nine tackles and, they're going against like a quarterback that we've already said is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Like he's going to make checks. He's going to change things. Like you have to be ready to adjust your defense. And even Matt LaFleur said the communication on the defensive end is, is a um, a little nod of confidence to Ty Summers was good. He thought it went well, like coming in. And and you said it, Todd, too. That's his first playing time, like real playing time outside of special teams at all. And he's trying to tackle – one of the top – he's a top five running back in the NFL, making adjustments against a future Hall of Famer. Like, it's not like he came in against Mitch Trubisky. Like, he came in against an actual functioning quarterback who is pretty damn good at his job. So, I think people are a little too hard on them. Yeah, You guys ready for uh, for our drunk of the week? I was oh, going to yeah. have you move this up earlier so we could be done with it already, but yeah. <laughs> well, let's get it out of the way. Let's exercise the demons. <laughs> You rambled earlier, Todd. I had to ramble now. Yeah. Our drunk tweet of the week. Now, this is this is the third. We've we've done three of these, right? We've done one each week, right? I think so, yeah. Two, two of the weeks now, the drunk tweet has come from a former <laughs> Green Bay Packer. And not just a Green Bay Packer, but a Super Bowl champion. Yeah. It was Jermichael Finley the first week. And this week, it's Brady Papinga. Look at him coming in here and, and coming at Will Blackman, another former Packer. Taysom is superior to pretty much every single quarterback in the NFL when it comes to the combo of size, speed, power, strength, passing ability-wise. He is two notches better than Lamar Jackson. He just needs an O-line built around him like Lamar, hashtag backs. And there's another one on here, too, where he – I think this was the original one that he came out with where uh, – he originally said Lamar Jackson is the poor man's Taysom Hill. It's not the other way around. That's what we have in Taysom. That's that's why the Saints aren't messing around. He will eventually, or he eventually will be taken care of. I think that was from a little bit earlier. That's a that's a uh, one that came, that was kind of an old takes exposed thing to Brady Papinga. But what universe is Brady Papinga living in? An alternate one for sure. I don't yeah. know, man. I, I, I there's like, no there's nowhere that he's a better 
quarterback than Lamar Jackson. I don't know if he understands what a poor man's something means. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not it. Yeah. That and is... I, lo- I love I love Joey the Jaguars thing here. Just because you put hashtag facts on the end doesn't make it true. That's true. There are some facts. people on the internet that facts. find that. Yeah, hashtag facts. <laughs> Good. That was yeah. that has to be one of our worst. What which one's worse? Like out of the former Packers, which one's worse? That one or Jermichael's? Oh, I think it's this one. Yeah, I'm with you. Just yeah. so stupid. Just terrible. terrible CTE terrible. man, it's a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it doesn't make any sense. No, no. The poor man. The man was a an MVP last season. Like you haven't seen the stuff he's two doing since. He's two notches better. Get yeah. Some- at least and he, uh, he's the best mobile athletic freak of nature we've seen since Michael Vick. Like it's the stuff he does on the field is insane. And to say Taysom Hills above that is just nuts. Well, and he, and just even like even more than just the Lamar Jackson thing, because that's, that can really just be old guy, you know, yeah. Likes his quarterback to take 50 snaps under center and run the wishbone kind of take. But but pull it up again here. Says pretty much superior to pretty much every single quarterback in the NFL when it comes to combo of size, speed, power, strength. There's just n- no. Like there's like if, if you want to say like that's like saying that that IKEA is better than a Ferrari because a Kia overall it's mediocre at everything, but a Ferrari is way faster. Like, yeah, the we all want the Ferrari. Nobody wants the Kia. Nobody's saying the Kia is a better car because it's it's sort of good at all of these things. The Ferrari is better. You want the Ferrari. Yeah. So here's the here's the thing. So like going through the starting quarterbacks right now, Mark uh Gardner Minshew or Taysom Hill, who do you take? Gardner Minshew. Yeah, same for me. One, because I love his mustache and have a man right, crush I on him. I love that. Yeah. He Tosh. looks like Jacksonville. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, done with I'm done with Taysom Hill. I'm done with this conversation. <laughs> like, what? Well, you I'm guys going through, I'm going oh, through quarterbacks yeah, no, thinking, like, who could it be? It, it's Mitch Trubisky. As dumb as it sounds, I'd rather have Mitch Trubisky than Taysom Hill. Like, that one's the closest one out of all of them. Here, here's the thing. For me, Taysom Hill, if you're going to look at build-wise, build-in mobility-wise, because apparently that's the thing he thinks is so much better than all these other quarterbacks, he sort of reminds me of, like, Joe Burrow. Like, if Joe Burrow puts on a little weight, he sort of has that same mobility as Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow's a better passer. Joe Burrow's a better quarterback overall. He's doing way more with less. So, already, one out of 32, I've already disproven your entire statement with Joe Burrow. So. Brady, I loved you when you were here. Yeah. Uh, after a quick Wikipedia search, it seems like you're doing a lot of really good things with your career. I appreciate that. Also, he's bilingual. Did you know that? What's his other language? He speaks fluent Spanish. Oh, de nada. Gracias. Yeah, that's a little <laughs> FF fun fact. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up, guys. Let's get some beer bets in here from uh, – for this week, but first we got to look back at last week. So last week, uh, our beer bets. I asked you guys if Taysom Hill would score. God damn yes it! Yes or no? Yeah. And we all said yes, except for Todd. Todd was ahead of the curve. Todd said nice no. Run, Todd. Good job, Todd. 
Um, we also asked one sack between the Smith brothers. Like we said before, oh. Kiki was the only one to get sacks. Well, was it? With. I think uh, they counted that yeah, as a, a rush. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I uh, that's I had to double check that to see what they counted that because you're right because he technically playing the quarterback position should have I I should I would have counted it. We all said yes that they would have gotten push. one. It's called a push. Yeah. That's, <laughs> Uh, and the last one, will the Packers have a 100-yard receiver against the Saints? Um, and we all said yes as well. And Alan Lazard had, I think it was 164 was his was his final total. So what was it? 146. 146. That's my yeah. selective dyslexia. I say, yeah, you're just like kicked <laughs> in on that one. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's do some beer bets for this week, guys. There's some pretty uh, – go ahead. Me- you lost then, right? What's that? Me and you lost. Todd's the only winner. So if we're going off of beers wagered, because I wagered ah. three on the Taysom Hill ah. one. You wagered five. Uh, and you also wagered five on the Smith one, and I wagered four. So, yeah, I – Yeah, you, yeah, you really up? shouldn't have because I was just going to let it slide. <laughs> Can we pop up that last comment from Edwin, please? Speaking of the about uh, LeBron, <laughs> what do you want? That's true. I want a LeBron car. <laughs> I don't know what that. Thanks, Todd. Thank you for just the yeah. throwing us off. Well, we had to do we, something. Tried to... with sipping on that thing. You guys were bad mouthing. I lost. I was. I was I literally leading us into the last segment, and you pulled us back. <laughs> From the brink of victory, I was ready to land the plane, and you grabbed the joystick and drove us straight into the ground. Yeah, in a that's what I do. That's, that's that's why I'm here. You take words right from Jamal Williams. You suck. all right? This week's beer bets. Did the Packers score forty points? Yes or no? Forty yes. more points. Yes, five Bakhtiaris. You going five Bakhtiaris? Yeah. All right. So Jimmy says yes. Five Bakhtiaris. Todd, what do you think? Five Bakhtiaris, yes. All right, so and you, Todd. Yeah, uh, let's make yeah. it. Let's make it a clean sweep. I think there's no way that the Packers don't score more than forty points. It, it's that'd be more surprising than if they don't score forty points. And I'll go five Bakhtiaris on that as well. Here's a here's an interesting one though. On the flip side, do the Packers give up more than forty points? <laughs> I wish I could say – I wish I could confidently say no. Um, oh, but talking about – real quick, going to the offense again, just because I want to keep plugging the Jamal Williams show, donate to the GoFundMe for the children. Um, he, Jacob uh, Jacob said something about, like, scoring 50, and he was he's, he made a comment. He's like, oh, it's too easy. So they're, they're going – they're confident going into this week. Like, they know they're going to put up points on this defense. It's not uh, – they have, they have big goals, so we'll see what happens. Jamal Williams show, Tuesday, 6 o'clock. Um, but I no, I don't think we're gonna give up 40. 30 probably just because the Falcons one we'll we'll have a lead and we'll do pet and defense. So not play defense for a little bit in the second half, and uh maybe they'll sneak into the 30s, but I don't think there's a way they go in the 40s. Um I'm gonna be pretty confident, but because Mike Petton sometimes surprises me, I'm only gonna go four box yards. Todd, what about you? Uh, I'm going to echo what Jimmy said, except five Bakhtiaris. 
Um, I said it earlier. We're going to give up points. It's what we're going to do. Um, but I, I don't see us giving up 40 to these guys. I have I have a spreadsheet of all of our beer bets to keep track over the season. And there has been one single time that Todd has not gone five Bakhtiaris <laughs> in this entire – in the very first week when uh, we were asking about the first touchdown for the Packers, you went three on MBS. Ah, Todd, what a weenie. <laughs> that must have been a typo. I'm gonna go back. And check this. <laughs> yeah, Todd's gonna, Todd's gonna send us little clips of it. He's gonna fact check it. Was it was it for week one or was it? Episode? Yeah, for like going into week one. I'm gonna have to go back and check that. Todd's like, you guys are idiots. I disagree. Um, I I agree with Jimmy. I don't think they'll give up 40. Um, but I'm also not confident about it. Like Todd said, so I'm gonna. I'm going to go three, though, on this one. I'm going to go three Bakhtiaris because I think there's a chance they get that it becomes a, a big shootout. But also, like, everything leans more towards that this is just going to be a, a snooze fest on Monday night, I hope. I'm gonna, not going to knock on wood yeah. here again. Falcons um, play tough again. So that's the one thing is it seems like yeah. we're always close to Falcons. Yeah, I hate it. Um, all right, last one here, guys, going to the defense again. Yes or no, the Packers force more than one turnover. They forced exactly one turnover each week. Almost had two this week. Uh, a shout-out to Oren Burks on uh, on that kickoff coverage, putting yep. the ball into the ground like that. And um, Jair dropped the interception. Jair dropped the interception. Kingsley Kiki forced that fumble um, on Drew Brees. Uh, the, the, the opportunities are there. So do the Packers force more than one turnover this week? Todd, let's start with you. Get the guy out of the way. Five Bakhtiaris, yes. Uh, I I feel like somebody's finally going to pick on Kevin King, and he's going to come out on that one. Um, Ooh. I, I think he's going to get a pick this week. I think our safeties are finally going to do something for us as well. Um, and like you said, I mean, we, the ball's been on the ground. We just haven't been able to get to it. So there've been opportunities there. Um, I think we can, we can get that ball to bounce our way. Jimmy. I, I think we've forced one turnover. Um, but I think we're going to follow the trend and only force one turnover. So I'm going to go no, uh, and I'm going to go three box yards. I think we'll, I think we'll have an interception on a Matt Ryan, uh, once the lead, once we have a lead, I think he's going to force us some throws, and we take advantage of one of the forced throws. But I just, I don't know if I'm just trying to think if we on the offense besides Matt Ryan, I think he's good for one pick. But I don't know unless we have a fumble here or there. But um, yeah, so I'm gonna do one. Well, the Bears did the Bears pick off Matt Ryan twice this past week. Do do I remember that? I was only watching Red Zone. And I was kind of zoned out for. For half of it, I, yeah, I, think I, hate, they, I hate all things bear, so I don't even know. Jacob Jacob says it was just one, just one. Um, unfortunately, I don't, I don't trust him though. Honestly, whatever Jacob says is probably wrong, <laughs> so there's probably like five or six. That's fair. Uh, no, but I agree. I think that's gonna be, I think it's gonna be more than one. I, I do, I do. Um, there's gonna be way too many opportunities, and I think this is this is a, it's a real dangerous game because it's a look ahead game right before the bye week. I guess yeah. a really crappy team. 
But I think this team, I think this team has what it takes. This is a, this is, if I remember right, the year that they won the Super Bowl, bye week, you're going into the bye week, Sunday night football against the Cowboys, I think that was where they just dominated Tony Romo and went into the bye week and cruised. And I have a feeling like it, I feel like it's uh, going to be similar. And uh, if it wasn't similar, then they're going to do that at least. They're going to cruise into the bye week. You're going to destroy Matt Ryan, and Dan Quinn will be left at uh, at the Oneida Casino. I think he'll he'll be trying to pick up a job as a greeter at the Oneida. <laughs> I'd hire him. I would too. He's a nice enough guy. Uh, sure. Let's uh, wrap it up here, guys. Uh, any final thoughts and uh, anything you guys want to promote out to the people before we close up the bar? Uh, for me, final thought is just I'm very confident in this game, but I'm also very nervous just because the Falcons should really be 2-1 and one right now. Uh, they were toe-to-toe with the Cowboys who just went toe-to-toe with the Seahawks who are a very good football team. So, like, the Falcons have So, by transitive property, that means – Bingo, bingo. No, and like the Bears, I don't know what it is, man, but that comeback week one, that comeback this this past week, um, I don't know. It's a talented team. Like Matt Ryan's a great quarterback. I know Julio's been uh, injured, but Calvin Ridley's been playing like a stud. So they're a talented team. So I don't – I hope the Packers – and I know they're not going to, but overlook it. Um, I am cautiously optimistic for this game Sunday. Uh, But besides that, for those – Final thoughts that really aren't much rather than rambling. Um, Jamal Williams show every Tuesday, six o'clock. Check it out on Game On Wisconsin. All the proceeds go to the Jake's J Swag Daddy Foundation uh, for his swag bag giveaway for Christmas. We're trying to help out the kids. So please, please, please donate. Um, also, shout out to Lakefront Brewery for the sponsorship of the show. You guys are delicious. I'm going to drink your beer all the time. Thank you for my failed liver. Uh, you can find all my stuff on Twitter. So just follow me there and you'll get all my stuff. Todd, what about you? Uh, you were right, forty-five to seven against the Cowboys going in. <clears throat> excuse me, going to the bye back in twenty ten. Um, so that'd be a great way to go into the bye this week. Uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter at the Todd V. I have an article coming out on every Friday morning uh, matchups of the week, and then of course here with you guys, my two best friends. I will I will echo your guys' sentiments as well. Cautiously optimistic is where I live my life. Uh, it feels like, especially when it comes to the Green Bay Packers. Um, yeah, I, feeling good about it, but still I've seen way too many times that this game always seems to be a blowout one way or the other. And uh, you could be on the right side or the wrong side of it either time. So uh, tread lightly coming into this week. Don't be looking ahead. Um, and then uh, as for content, uh, I'll have a Pack-A-Day podcast episode coming out immediately following the Monday night game against the Falcons. So a post-game recap on Tuesday. So make sure you check that out there. And then uh, every Sunday I have my super scientific accredited NFL picks on Game On Wisconsin. This past week we used Ben & Jerry's ice cream flavors to pick the games. This week, it's going to be a little bit more musical, and I'll leave it at that. That is not a very good uh, teaser, but it does sort of tell you what it's going to be this week. But it's always fun to write those, so I hope you guys enjoy reading them. Hope you guys enjoy reading all of our stuff on Game On Wisconsin and 
Make sure you're following us uh, on all of our stuff. Subscribe on YouTube so you get alerts every time we uh, go live on one of these shows because we've got about 15 of them, and they're all just as good as this one. Actually, they're probably all better. Um, they're all worse. I, I would say. Better. Yeah. But uh, So make sure you subscribe to make sure you don't miss any of those. Until next week, guys, after a Monday night game and going into the bye week, cheers and go Pack Go. Cheers. Go. Pack go.